Absurdist Astrology on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. Welcome to Absurdist Astrology, a podcast where meaning is given to the meaningless through astrological interpretations. Hi, I'm Tessa, and today we'll mostly be focusing on the upcoming new moon in Gemini on Monday, May 30th, 2022. It will be occurring at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on Memorial Day. That's this upcoming Monday, so if you're in the United States, uh, most of us are looking forward to a three-day weekend, and if you're working, um, of course, you can still benefit from the energies of this, but that's just something to consider as we're going into this upcoming new moon energy. Um, And again, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're afforded um, time off, even when we have time off, kind of with the energy that's going on right now. It's tough. In the present moment, we're really feeling restricted, frustrated, kind of like we're just floundering around, um, you know, with the current events going on. I think we're very much focused on the other, our worries surrounding the other. Um, When I pull the chart for this upcoming new moon on Monday, I I see that it's very top-heavy. And when we see that a chart is top-heavy, that means that it's more focused on the self. Uh, I'm talking about like the cylindrical shape of a chart when there's a lot of planets on the top half of the chart. Those houses more correlate with themes relating to the other. The bottom signs of the zodiac, the bottom half of the zodiac are more related to issues of the self. But the um, Gemini new moon, um, the third house, is very much about the self. So we'll be getting into that um, with the new moon in Gemini. So those who have um, new moon, um, a moon in Gemini natally, generally are very curious, they're inquisitive. um, But with this current energy of everything that's going on, we're very confused, uncertain, we might be feeling pretty impulsive right now. It could feel like an energy of, um, I have everything I want, I should be happy. What's the problem here? Um, we just don't know. There's a lot of like uncertainty, and yet in that uncertainty, there's this beautiful opportunity right now to just get out of our own way and see the bigger picture. I've personally made a really big transition um, and decided that I want to try and dedicate more time to fully committing to my astrology practice. Um, 
and you know, I'm sure someone on a surface level during a Mercury retrograde, what? No, I, I really feel like this is something I've been working on revisiting, revamping. That's definitely when you work properly with the energies of a retrograde, you can bring in fortitude in your life, even in the midst of all this chaos. And I'll be getting more into why we might be feeling just so strange, so tired, frustrated at what's going on in the dynamic of the world, why we need to be so afraid all the time. Um, it's tough. But again, with the nature of the world, it's really bringing out a kind of like deeper pain within that creates this like energy of like, what am I even doing? What, what am I doing here? Like that kind of existential crisis level of revelation. Um, kind of like I, I get this visual of like making mountains out of molehills and these molehills are like composed of sand and the sand is crumbling and you're falling underneath it but like if you kind of take a moment to compose yourself and work through that emotional energy um, there can really be this grand opportunity for awakening and I, I really feel that right now I truly do I've been having a lot of conversations with different people just realizing personally I have a very big change coming my way and that's due to the intentional work I've done to ensure that can happen and of course everyone's life circumstances are different and I'm so grateful to be afforded the opportunity where I want to take this major change in my life and really start to offer um, needle readings and current astrological interpretations based on you know what's going on in the present moment based on your natal. But anyhow, um, I think that's something we can all kind of tune into right now, uh, looking beyond the obvious, the surface levels of situations to kind of see the hidden and obscure what you desire. Um, Gemini is the magician card in tarot, so just kind of think about that mercurial way of um, catering to both sides of the fence, if you will, in the nature of trusting the good in the universe, but also embracing this type of chaos almost where you just give in to the will, um, that mutable energy of Gemini, if you will, or you just kind of are subdued and entranced by possibilities. Um, and, and you have a vastness. It's, it's like this deep, deep, vast potential we can all unlock within ourselves. Um, but again, with just the energy of what's going on presently, um, we can't force it. Um, it's definitely a time of waiting, allowing rather than forcing. If someone's not immediately responsive, it can be tough to not want to like reach out and be like poking and prodding and saying, hey, I have this big grand idea. That's very, again, the Mercury Gemini energy um, where you want your ideas to be understood. It's all about like communication. Um, but again, we can't really force it. And that, that's tough when we just feel so like eager to start the new um, and again, Gemini is very new, the third sign of the zodiac. So it's kind of like synthesizing um, the mind communication. But we just got out of like a really heavy eclipse in um, 
within the Taurus Scorpio lunar nodes um, and we're still within that with the Scorpio full moon that we had a couple weeks ago um, and we had so many personal planets in Pisces for so long like uh, Venus and Mars were together in Pisces for a good little bit there and then we had that Jupiter in Pisces so again um, all spring we were really doing deep deep soul searching but now with this new moon in Gemini, there's definitely more of an emphasis on clearer communications, kind of like present moment um, type energy, where uh, in the spring, I think we were really forced to kind of look back and say, like, what have I done? Like, how did I get to this present moment? But we weren't in the present moment, like having that sentiment. We were brooding on what could have been how these past couple years, especially, have just felt like a nightmare for a lot of us quite frankly um, so hopefully with this Gemini new moon um, we have more opportunity for creativity we're trying to think more outside of the box uh, so risk-taking is a little tempting right now so I think on a surface level um, again with my career path choices um, I can't deny I'm very afraid to tell my parents that I have decided I've put in my two weeks as a registered nurse. I will keep my license and I'm not like completely forsaking the profession altogether or there's no possibility of me not continuing to be a nurse in the future. I just feel like I've purposely, intentionally created a moment of spontaneity for myself. Um, I'm just really trying to trust my intuition, um, but it's not even, it's like, a, it's like a collective intelligence of just trying to be present with what's going on right now and realizing that people are very interested and I have this wealth of knowledge I've been building upon for years and years now and I take my practice very seriously. I have a lot of integrity in what I do. I truly believe in the fundamentals and, and I would never gatekeep either. I think one of my biggest intentions and in trying to become a full-time astrologer is making it accessible making it understandable and I feel like that's something that I've been told is like a, you you explain it like you're explaining it to like a fifth grader and I, and I don't try to like come off as like demeaning in, in the way I approach my astrology practice I just feel like right now we're really trying to be present and it's not that I don't know why I'm Astrology is not an alternative therapy exclusively. However, it does allow you an opportunity to just view your life in chapters and see and look at the moment of your birth and, and take a look into your birth story. If you know the time you were born, how we can delve just into like the concept of were you born during the day? Were you born at night? Were you born at twilight? Anyhow, um, significant things going on. I just feel like there is this ability for all of us to try and really achieve our goals. But sometimes it's like that inertia I was talking about a couple, like a month or so. I can't believe I've been doing this, you know, a couple, like a two months now or whatever. But there was a, um, one of the podcasts I was talking about, like that inertia and momentum and how we're moving forward and back. Um, so kind of keep that in mind where it's not always necessary to like immediately achieve your goals and the process is going to be hard and that doesn't mean like like the the difference between spontaneity and 
trusting your intelligence. Like, it's not even intuition. It's just building upon the knowledge of what is going on presently and being aligned with that. And, and I feel like that's basically the fundamental concepts of, of the new moon in Gemini. So other things we have going on um, on May 28th, that is, I believe, is that that's tomorrow. I almost thought today was the 28th. So Saturday, May 28th, Venus enters Taurus. So that will also bring in a lot of comfort, attracting abundance and fertile spaces for yourself. That is um, foundational grounding. Um, we have this inner drive to establish security but it's coming from a very self-determined, assured place. It's not necessarily like the evolved form of like Capricorn Earth, where it's like the business model. I think Taurus, Venus and Taurus is much more just kind of like that comfort and leisure and the possessions, just like the act of possession rather than like the, um, the business and, and like the build it upon concepts that um, when you further down the zodiac. Anyhow, um, so again, when we just came out of this Scorpio full moon along the fixed um, Taurus-Scorpio axis, we still have the lunar nodes um, with the north node in Taurus, the south node in Scorpio. So that's basically where the moon is following the ecliptic as we move and groove around the sun, man, because come on, we're really doing that. <laughs> anyway, um, the cosmic weather, you know, with this Mercury retrograde, on top of just coming out of a really big eclipse um, with Venus entering Taurus, I think it really reminds us kind of of the lighter themes. We had all that Scorpio dark, brooding, deep, death, sad, sorrow. We were dealing with all of that so heavily. Um, we just had like a Friday the 13th, and even though that's not necessarily like astrologically significant, it's just nu numerically um, 13, death, tarot, just like the, the odds of that are just very interesting and, and something to consider, if you will. Um, so again, with the Mercury retrograde, we have Venus and Taurus um, emphasizing more of the wonderful things about Taurus. Uh, Venus is incredibly, if not the most comfortable in Taurus, um, would also be Libra too, since that's another sign of rulership, but we're really um, all about, again, that security, that self-determined, leisurely comfort in life. Um, so with the Mercury retrograde, we also have Taurus energy there. So we had Mercury and Gemini for a bit there, um, emphasizing, again, the communication like I was just talking about with the new moon. Uh, now that Mercury is back in Taurus, um, during the time of the new moon, it's at 26 degrees of Taurus, so pretty late in the sign. Uh, we're struggling to communicate a little bit more again. Um, all of those eloquent sentiments we were able to dictate during the Mercury and Gemini uh, time, they're kind of getting clouded by our uh, stubbornness. Um, the fixed axis is very stubborn, and trust me, I know I have a lot of fixed signs in my chart. But anyhow, um, we're really questioning how we gain freedom 
Um, and this is squaring Saturn in Aquarius too, mind you, speaking of the fixed axis. So we're, we're revisiting like our relationships with authority and self-determination and how can I build like a leisurely, comfortly life for myself without constantly having to be uh, questioned by authority. Um, we, we're really trying to look at a more deeper, um, complex areas of our lives where um, we're asking ourselves, how do we gain freedom? How do we depend on ourselves independently? Um, we want permanent, lasting foundations with transits like this. It's, it's really significant squares, too, um, when I'm talking about Mars square Saturn. Um, Mars, excuse me. Mercury square Saturn. Um, it's just giving us this opportunity um, to really establish those boundaries, if you will, even um, with authority figures and how we want to build independent economic means. And that's not easy. Um, it is kind of exhausting to even like think about in Taurus admittedly, is a very, like, lazy-leaning sign. So when Mercury's back in Taurus, retrograding back in Taurus, we're not necessarily um, taking into consideration um, how this desire for, like, comfort and stability might um, thwart us, if you will. Um, but that that's okay, though. Um, Taurus is really concerned with permanence and I, and I feel like there is this opportunity if, if taken um, at the right time and you know with intention we may come off as like possessive or even bossy when we're like trying to get what we want um, but that's okay like I, I feel like that's something we kind of grapple with um, you know and, and now um with this Mercury and Taurus energy, where it's also trining Pluto and Capricorn. So I like to bring up the year 2008 with people. Um, that's the year that Pluto entered Capricorn at like the very end of the beginning of 2009. So Pluto and Capricorn has really asked us, like I was just talking about with the Taurus energy, when we get to Capricorn, we're getting to the last sign of the Earth zodiac within the twelve. Um, sign house system so this is cardinal energy um, we're acting upon our career-based goals um, with mercury and taurus it can kind of feel like there's these subtle revelations happening between all this clouded energy like I was saying, um, with the lunar nodes and the Taurus-Scorpio axis still, it's like we're coming to terms with the fact that we may experience a, a material lack if it means gaining spiritually. It's a very spiritual thing, and we don't always think like deeply spiritual when it comes to the Earth signs, but again, with Pluto, Pluto is very much the ethers, the unknown. Um, so when we have our mind visiting back the energies of Taurus, 
making this aspect to the unknown in Pluto and Capricorn, we're really wanting to build these lasting foundations. It's like this willpower-related issue, admittedly, um, with that fixed energy of Taurus. We're realizing if we truly want to be independently um, ourselves, if we want to be independent financially, it does take sacrifice and hard work and I'm trying to go into this next chapter of my life realizing that scarcity um, is not something I'm inviting into my life by any means. I still have a nurse license and I will take opportunities as they come if need be. I just find that there is definitely an energy of like it's all or nothing and we've just collectively been so exhausted and I'm just affording my story, allowing this to be heard, because I just feel like it is something that we kind of need to relate to in some regard. Um, and I'm not telling everyone to go quit their job. Like, I, I, this is something I've planned and worked towards. I just really want to emphasize that. This isn't, like, when I'm, when I'm talking about, like, ideas of spontaneity and going with the flow, and but, but it's, it's not all about that either. Like, I would never invite you to just, like, act irrationally. We really have to... Um, realize that, again, it takes sacrifice and hard work and willpower. And with Mercury and Taurus, this retrograde time we've been dealing with um, soon when Mercury goes direct, hopefully we can kind of synthesize that and communicate what we really desire better. Because right now I just feel like it is kind of this tough, foggy... Um, deeply spiritual thing we just kind of have to trust right now because on a surface level if we do tell people what's going on and what we want it might come off a little crazy but what we also have too so the, the good news about the astrology of what's going on right now is it's some of the best astrology of the year we have venus going into taurus that's its dignity and then on the 29th we also have mars um in Aries, we've had Mars in Aries, but it will conjunct Jupiter in Aries. Um, so there's good and bad with this. Um, so I, I'm definitely getting this message of like, if the end, the does the does the end justify the means? Um, and there's this vast criteria that ensures that. Perhaps sometimes, yes, the means justify the end. The end justifies the means, right? I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's very difficult to say, but basically um, I'm not inviting disorder into people's lives or like, I, I get this visual with Aries energy, right? Um, so the goddess Eris, in Greek culture, when we think about the beginning of the Trojan War, how she was uninvited to this wedding, and she threw a golden apple in that was engraved with the phrase, for the fairest, and, and she threw the apple into this, and it somehow started the Trojan War, so it's like this metaphor I'm trying to enact within you, um, of this idea that when we impose order upon others it only further escalates the disorder so when the goddess Eris was uninvited she decided oh 
I'm going to make this even worse for you. It's kind of like that um, wild card energy um, of being very direct and honest is imperative right now. Um, but we are unfortunately seeing it manifest in really scary and dark ways with all this Mars in Aries and the Jupiter in Aries. Um, I hate to blame like the astrology on like world events, but like honestly, like in the United States specifically, when we're going into a weekend, Memorial Day weekend, that's like honoring like life's lost because of warfare. And we have gun violence just like in the new, like th this is not normal in America. Like what we are going through is not normal and it's not, but that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to say like, the, does the end justify the means? Like, but no, not always. And, and I just, I, I find we're, we're in such a dilemma morally as far as, um, how do we approach major changes, especially like we've been dealing with Saturn and Aquarius again. So like forming this wide sextile aspect with all this um, Aries energy, there's a lot of different energy going on right now. Um, so depending on what your rising sign is, I feel like everyone with all these different energies kind of like scattered again on the top half of the zodiac wheel, um, we're all being afforded a lot of different opportunities to be like directly honest with what we want. I just hope um, and pray for the safety of others because I don't want to ever blame astrology again on like world events. But it's been tough with like this Aries energy at the same time. Um, because warfare is something we, we like idolize and, and, and we try to manifest within our daily lives. And I don't understand um, <laughs> that, you know, when I give this podcast that meaning to the meaningless phrase and I'm talking about um, disorder and chaos there with Uranus and Taurus, right? We've had Uranus and Taurus since 2018 all these fundamental values that we've been dealing with, it's just been like cracking at the foundations and squaring off with Saturn and Aquarius, the fixed axis. It's just been really, really tough. And I would definitely argue, especially for those with like fixed sign placements um, currently. But we do have Mercury going direct on June 3rd. So eventually in like a week and a half or so, two weeks, um, Mercury will go back into Gemini, transit through the entirety of Gemini. Um, so mercurial matters of communication, timing, things like scheduling, um, and, and kind of that will to act is definitely going to pick up the pace because we're going to have Mercury in Gemini, Venus in Taurus, and Mars in Aries. So all these personal planets, um, which there's five main ones, but so three of the main personal planets that really truly do dictate um, in ancient astrology because again those like uh, transactionarian planets really weren't discovered until the past like 300 years or so so when we're really talking about like personal transformation um, making like a big day-to-day -day difference we're going to have three of those planets within dignity like that's a really big deal that's exciting stuff um, and that's why I'm planning this around this time um, it's it's been a time I've, I've looked forward to it and, and I think the latter 
half of the year might present a lot more difficulties, um, but we'll get there. We can work through that. We can be conscious of it and we can try and make the best of it. Um, personally, I have Mars and Gemini and we're going to be having a very long Mars and Gemini transit um, coming up later in the year into a bit of 2023. But anyhow, currently we have Mars in its dignity in Aries and let's make the most of it. Like get something started, do something. Like I, I don't want people to act upon it in ways that promote violence or hurt or pain to anyone. Like God, no. But I want you to really look at this chart and ask yourself, what can I do with it? Because the moon in Gemini too, um, believe it or not, the moon experiences its joy traditionally in Hellenistic astrology within the third house. So the third house is Gemini. So the moon, why would it experience its joy in the third house? I feel like there, it's because there's like this emphasis on communication and, and it's like the first sign of the zodiac that's not so like self-determined. Um, it's much more about the other, the twins, right? Just mutability and, and being agreeable in communication and, and, and all endeavors um, Mercury related, like the, the messenger archetype, the magician making things happen. So right after Mercury goes direct, um, we also have Saturn turning retrograde. So with Saturn and Aquarius, um, we've definitely had to question our relationship with authority. Um, there is a likelihood that a lot of you are orienting yourselves to like these disruptive, shocking, and lasting changes in your life. Um, I think of the Fool card in tarot, kind of that zero energy, new beginnings, um, it, which complements Aries pretty well, forming a sextile. Uh, so even though it's going retrograde, I feel like it's emphasizing our humanitarian, universally oriented, expansive ideas, enduring humanitarian-based things. Um, but also establishing firm boundaries. The fixed axis, again, is definitely stubborn um, and is about establishing rules or, or disestablishing rules, Aquarius, right? Like questioning authority to the point where um, we just choose to follow our independent lifestyles. Instead, um, Saturn traditionally is associated with Aquarius in ancient astrology um, in more recent years when Uranus was discovered in the late 1700s. Um, Aquarius became associated with Uranus in uh, folklore. I believe it, it was said that like Uranus was made as to be like a companion to the earth um, as in to like represent like those humanitarian based like higher ele elevations um, thought processes that are uh, above like the present consciousness like it's like a, um, it's just above us trusting that with Saturn and Aquarius but at the same time we've just been so so exhausted <laughs> and I feel like hopefully with these energies coming forth we're going to really see some lasting changes will they come at the expense of looking like a total coack <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> perhaps that's a risk I'm willing to take. Again, I think hopefully that's the energy um, to sum this up that we've intentionally been working towards spontaneity. How do we lack if we lack I'm trying to this there's a very particular sentiment I'm trying to convey closing this out I, I just want to tune back into that sentiment of like giving meaning to the meaningless and trusting um, that we, we cannot invest ourselves in things that we know are not good for our spirit presently. We can work with authority figures and want to be a part of the system in the sense of working towards a common goal. But when we really see ourselves in that present moment and realize that it's not aligned with our spiritual purpose, we're at a point where we're accepting lack over abundance and and it's not that we can't invite abundance into our life still it's just like at it's it's the sacrifice that we must make in the present moment in order to progress in order to move forward and that's a difficult thing to convey so excuse me for stuttering and, and really trying to like think about that for a second but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this this meaning in the meaningless and, and, and trusting this gray space that exists that we don't know. Am I willing to sacrifice? Am I willing to have lack? I, I've been so comfortable for so long, and that's the Taurus, uh, Venus and Taurus, this comfort. But Mars and Aries wants us to act. Saturn and Aquarius has been wanting us to see the bigger picture soon. I really feel like there's a beautiful opportunity for us to go after what we want despite all of this darkness and scarcity and sadness that exists within the world. We individually can still build firm, lasting foundations and they don't necessarily have to be dependent upon establishments and authorities. You too can be independent. It's tough and I'm not saying that I didn't work hard to get here to this moment where I'm so looking forward to perhaps one of the best chapters of my life so far. And that's something I want to help people understand is that astrology is simply a tool to view your life in chapters. And with this Mars and Aries energy, especially, um, it's like a new chapter, the beginning of the Zodiac Wheel. Now with the Moon and Gemini, we're really being asked at this present moment how am I communicating what I want and need? And right now, I need to help other people understand astrology better. What is it that you need to help communicate better? Is it your own personal needs? Depending on your rising sign. So just like take your rising sign and try and think about where these particular placements. So like say... Um, if you are in Aries rising, you're very fortunate. It's very, when I find, um, I do readings for people with Aries rising charts, it's very fortunate. So like say, um, so Saturn and Aquarius would be transiting your 11th house, 
Um, depending on what aspects you had natally, there'd be all sorts of considerations to take in. So going forward, I'm hoping that's a service I'll be able to offer. I'm even looking at locally a couple different places, hopefully I can practice out of, but I'll be working on really trying to make this something lasting and um, a foundational moment in my life. And I, I hope you can find that too, even in the midst of all this chaos and disorder. Like again, that um, golden apple throne that started the Trojan War, like it could be seen as petty on a surface level. Some of the things you might say and do right now, and that's definitely mercurial energy um, with Gemini. Don't be afraid of coming off a little petty right now to get what you want. That's okay. I invite that. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully having even more time, even more opportunities to delve into different topics. So if you've been enjoying this, feel free to reach out. If you have questions, if you want a chart interpretation, I'm not quite charging yet. I'm looking for those that have been like listeners. Um, I'm more than happy to work with you just to kind of get the experience before I start putting a monetary value on my offerings. Um, because that's something I've, I've tiptoed around for like years now. And, I, and, and this chapter in my life is starting. I, I can't deny it. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm ready. And I'm so looking forward to this next chapter. I hope together we can figure out maybe what that next chapter is for you, if you were willing. But um, you can find me at absurdist underscore astrology on Instagram. Thank you, Open Lions Radio, for hosting this podcast as always, it is so appreciated, and I hope you have a beautiful long weekend ahead of you, um, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, but again, this upcoming Gemini new moon is all about clearer communications. Make your needs known. Thank you.